Welcome to Preston Super Show. Here's a good day after Easter. All the sports out of the way. Whoa. Crazy weekend, right? You at UFC. XFL. We love it. We love to see everything go right for XFL. And then when you really focus on it. Okay, here we go. USFL starting five days. XFL still going strong. Week nine coming up. Approaching the end of the regular season. And the main thing I'm picking up from all of this is how good that it's really gotten. And over time, you'll see all those shows you listen to for the XFL, all that information you have will pay dividends. You're going to have the right picks. You're going to have the right things in mind for when the next season starts. And you have all these to go back to and be like, oh, okay. This team was doing this then. They picked up these people through free agency. And you know I dropped those free agency gems on you. And UFC was crazy. Um, Israel Adesanya, that knockout. That was the icing on the cake of the weekend. The way he did that, here's a guy that beat him three times. Here comes a fourth chance. Most guys never get that. Most guys lose to a guy three times. That is it. Heck, (laughs) nowadays you lose to a guy one time, you don't want to face him again in the big time on the big stage. And for these two to go past a trilogy was just a huge testament to their their will but also their skill and i'm just happy i picked that one right i knew that fight could not go five rounds i knew israel adesanya had the power but the technical ability he knows where to hit you not about how hard he hits you but he knows where to hit you to shut the lights out and it was that same feeling i got When he put out Robert Whitaker, that same type of strike where the other guy just doesn't respect the power. And here it comes. And the way he was hit twice in in that same spot, no one really takes two in the same spot and stays standing. So that was big uh, for him to get his belt back. And when those fights go to the judges, you know, I remember one in particular when I looked at the Kevin Gastelum fight versus Chris Curtis. At no point was Chris Curtis out of there except for that headbutt. And he still got back up and almost knocked Kevin Gastelum out. If the judges didn't score that headbutt as a knockdown or they, you know what I mean? And and they would have actually use the rules that they're supposed to i mean that that was a botch job and they'll they'll never talk about that again so i will but the bottom line is it's so important to win when you're in there but i mean give kevin gasoline credit like that was the re-envisioning the reinvigorating yourself to get back out there and put on a performance like no other and at, at times he looked gassed 
that third round came, he got hit with a mean elbow. He got hit with some stuff that looked like if that were a five-round fight, it would not make it. And that's my big knock on Gastelum. So my real big knock on him is a, the deeper the fight goes, the less likely he is to win. And Chris Curtis looked like he was ready for another two rounds. He was tired. But I'm telling you, some guys get a second win and some guys get a third win. Overall, it was a fun night of fights. And, I, you know, you want it to go your way. You make the picks. You do your best. And you want it to go your way. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's a fight. Anybody can win. Now, I called the Adesanya fight perfectly. I said it's going to be a knockout. Second round. This fight cannot go long because that other guy's got a good, you know what I mean? He's got power for the whole fight. So no matter what round it is, he can hurt you. And there's, man, when he framed up and he sized up, squared up without Asanya, he's bigger. He is bigger. Um, So it was just a true testament of Adesanya's, uh skill. Now, Gilbert Burns, he did awesome, man. But... You want to see him get the finish, but it was Jorge Masvidal, and he's tough, man. He's, he, you know, he can take some damage. So, you know, moving on from there, uh, before that fight, I'm going down the list. Adrian Yanez, you know, he got he got exposed, right? He was supposed to be the better striker. He was supposed to be the, the tougher fighter, and what ended up happening was one of the more uglier situations one of the more uglier things and that truly was when you have a fighter like rob font who is very skilled very technical and has been in there for a long time but he hasn't been in there recently and Giannis should have been trying to capitalize on that ring rust and not play into rob font's hands well he couldn't do that so i mean it is what it is now Kevin Holland showed that he still, on the feet, is a dangerous elite striker. He takes more damage than he needs to. Now, he used to, when he first came into UFC, he wasn't really getting hit, but now the competition's better, and he's starting to get hit more. And, and he, you know, you can tell. But he still got that knockout power that when he hits you, it's like, whew, it's like, dude, that is some, some, tenacious some tenacity behind that punch so if he can just keep things on the feet keep from going to the ground that's his best bet man he he can end up being a a champion that way if he can keep the fight standing rosas jr you can't be mad here's a kid who came in here who is feeling the weight of the world because he hasn't lost yet he's in the ufc he's won a fight here now he feels like he belongs. And what happens, he gets humbled by a, a fighter that isn't like destined for a championship. I'm sorry to say, but C-Rod's not like, like Christian Rodriguez is not destined for a championship. He's still getting his career going in the UFC. He's not established in the UFC. That win will help him get established because he beat a big guy. But you also beat a guy that's not very experienced. Um, and you've really seen that get exposed. Um, I mean, at one point in the fight, Rosas Jr. is trapped 
and he can't do anything. Literally, if the fight would have kept going, it would the ref would have had to stop it because of just ticky tack strikes, little ground and pound. And see, that's what a fighter's got to know better than. Don't burn your whole tank in the first round. And he did. Couldn't get the finish. And now he knows that that's not going to be a, a strategy that will work. He really knows now. So he was humbled. Chris Curtis, you know, in my mind, won that fight. But because of that headbutt and them not going back and reviewing it, that is what it is. But Luana Pinero, it was her show. I told you it was her show. The karate hottie, she was in it. She fought well. But let's be real. Let's let's be completely honest. Panero was the aggressor. And the only way Karate Hadi was keeping her off was by throwing strikes that weren't touching. Punching the air. Kicking the air. You're not hitting anybody. You're not doing any damage. So they're looking at who's doing damage. Who's controlling the fight. If you're reacting. Right? You're punching. You're throwing kicks. You're reacting because of the power. That's what the judges saw. They see you throwing a kick out, throwing a punch out, but you're not moving towards the target. You're trying to keep the target away. Therefore, you're being defensive. Therefore, you're not winning. You're not winning because the person who's winning is on the attack in the UFC in the judge's eyes. The person who's defending the whole fight is not going to win. The judges are not going to say, great job. You defended the whole fight. You win. No. They're going to say you were the attacker. When you did land, it did more damage. When you did the damage, we noticed it. And the judges are going to go off that every time. Because when they look up from their phone, that's what they see. So, Panero definitely was the dominant fighter. Now, she's going to have to get finishes. You have to get finishes. Um, because, and I, and I don't say that like, oh, you have to knock them out. No, no, no. You Submission. No, no, no. A stoppage. You have to get finishes. Um, because if not, then when you get up to those people that do get finishes, that's it. I'm telling you, that's it. And the one, the biggest disappointment was GM three. He just looked like a guy that didn't belong. Just a bump on the log, humpty dumpty. And the thing about GF3 is he got so much better. So for him to perform like that, he's not even trying to get Joe Pfeiffer down. And Joe Pfeiffer was respecting the power. And Mearshard did not capitalize on that and got finished early. Finished really to the point where he didn't even want to fight. Like he was on the ground, really not getting hit. He wasn't getting hit anymore, but he was covering up. Like, he wasn't looking to get back up. He wasn't, I mean, he was like, please stop it. I'm, I'm done. I don't want to fight this guy. That's, I mean, that was sad. That was probably the, one of the most, one of the more disappointing fights I've ever seen. Um, but good for Joe Piper. I mean, if you're going to put the fear in a guy, then good for you. It's an easy, it's an easy check. That's an easy check for his gym. Thank you. See ya. But for GM3, if we were in his side of things and they go back and watch that, what are you going to say? Come on now. Come on now. Come on. This, this is the UFC. You got to give us more than that. I know they say, oh, we're spoilers. Okay, who's paying the money? Okay, who's slipping the bill? Okay, who's buying the pay-per-views? Okay, so, you know, 
Give us what we pay for, is what I'm saying. Lupita Godinez. She was awesome. Awesome. And she's getting better. That's what I like about her. She's getting better. Baja Mondes. He was good. I'd like to see a little bit more out of Baja Mondes. Um, Nurban DK losing is not shameful because he almost won. I mean, there was a ref could have stopped the fight when the way Garcia hit the ground. So for the ref not to stop it, to keep it going was very good because you've seen what Garcia did. Um, so that was just something where you look at a couple fights like that, where Rosas Jr. could have easily won. Chris Curtis could have easily won. Nurban DK almost won. You know what I mean? So you lose some, uh, you know, some fights there. Three of those fights that easily could have been flipped your way. Um, and then Jacqueline Amorum. First round Jacqueline was awesome. But those other rounds, it, she had nothing. So that's a cardio issue. You got to go back to the gym and work on that cardio, girl. Because that was just like um, troubling. It's very troubling to see a fighter when they don't have cardio. Because I'm like, oh, no, they're going to get hurt bad. Because it's like not only can you get knocked out, you can really severely be damaged after that knockout because of how depleted your cardio was. And then... You didn't have good cardio to be if you didn't have good cardio to begin with, and you're cutting weight. It's it's a it's a recipe for disaster. That's all I can say. So she's got to work on that cardio because it, in the, in the big time, if you don't have cardio, you're beat. You're beat before you hit the cage. What's funny is I didn't even start today off thinking about doing a recap for UFC or XFL, but I was like, you know what? It's natural. I'm watching. I'm paying attention. Let's rap about it. But I have something cool planned for you this week anyway. So talking about the XFL and what we've seen this past weekend and what's coming up, I'm just going to go ahead and recap these games really quick. Four games. First game I picked right, St. Louis Battle Hawks. First to Vegas Vipers, uh, St. Louis at home. They won 21-17. Game came down to the wire. Um, and it was it was pretty cool in that fourth quarter. Uh, but then to see the way the uh, the game, how it shaped out. Where real realistically Vegas won that game. And then when the overtime hit, it was like, oh no. They're falling, they're gonna fall apart, and they did. And I, I knew to be on the side of St. Louis at home in front of all those people. Then you had Arlington on the road down there in Orlando. How much of a road game is that from Texas to Florida? In the nice part of Florida, too. So, no, not much of a road game. Arlington goes in there and wins with their uh, quarterback, Luis Perez, who got his start uh, down there switching teams. And got his well uh, his his new uh, team behind him in that first win, and uh, he'll he'll find his rhythm down there. Arlington made a smart move. Vegas is gonna lose 
and 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 you know what honestly they deserve to lose because they didn't support their quarterback and they don't rally behind their coach so no they deserve to lose and the better team's gonna win always so arlington is the better team and look out because they're gonna be threatening uh, all the way uh after this win now the houston roughnecks uh squeeze out just like everybody kind of squeaked out a win this week houston squeaks out a win against san antonio in a game you felt like san antonio won you felt like this is a game that if there's one game that san antonio has to win it's this one right here and i said nope houston will win just like i said arlington just like i said st louis and houston wins on the road shuts down san antonio but it wasn't like they shut them out, but they shut them down. They did. It wasn't wasn't a ton of action. The DC Defenders. They're another one who I thought ah, this week they're on the road. It's going to be tough. That is a long trip. They just took an L. No, they rallied. I, I have you have to give them credit because Seattle could have put that game away. But their defense, Seattle's defense, so lackadaisical. And let's be real. The D.C. Defenders defense is a defense that's built on opportunities. It's not built on shutting you down. The thing I like about Arlington and the reason they're going to be, you're going to notice a little bit of a bump they get on the power rankings this week is their defense is pretty good, man, pretty tight knit. And they shut, they shut teams down. You're only going to get so many points. And, you know, as the injuries are popping up and as guys are um, figuring out their roles, man, they they're, they got a good a shot as anybody right now um, as these teams that are left in the hunt to go on and win the championship. I thought Seattle did play a good game on the offensive side of the ball. I thought... Hey, Danucci did everything I said he was going to do and more. Um, but the defense has got to be better. You notice with Seattle that that defense is something at home with that team. They play a little bit beneath their potential. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the XFL recap for week number eight. We're coming up to week number nine this week. You're going to get the picks, the power rankings. Oh, yeah. And I'm even combining the USFL with it. And we're going to have that all on one pod this week. We're setting that in motion. Going to have it up for you on Thursday. I'm also going to have another podcast for you up tomorrow early. So you'll be able to bump that after this. And we're going to keep the good times rolling, baby. So it seems like every week I pick three winners and one team just just comes up short Seattle you were that team this week you get the dunce cap this week and honestly I'm gonna blame oh who do we blame this is fun um let's blame the coach number one because he just looks like he's a little bit long in the tooth for that job but like I'm just saying man I'll call it like I see it Coach looks like, yeah, looks like he's like not even 
engaged with the team. He's just like, I'm going to call the plays. I'm going to do this. All right, you guys get it together. You know what I mean? Like, that's how Seattle's coach comes off to me as. St. Louis, their coach, that's a big, you know, uh, what do you want to call it? Melonhead. You know what I mean? Like, like the guy seems like a nice guy, but just the way he talks and the way it's like every high school football coach that's a bigger one would be that guy. That's exactly who he reminds me of. So it's just funny to see some of these coaches. Uh, let's see. What do you got here? Um, total record, uh, by the way, is now 24 and 8 on the 2023 season for the XFL. I'm rolling, man. I'm rolling. We will try to get to 30 wins together. Uh, without taking any more losses, we'll try to finish out strong, flawless for the rest of the year. It's going to be tough, but it can be done. And I've done very well up to this point. So make sure you stay in tuned. Subscribe, ladies and gentlemen. Save the hidden gem for you later this week. Make sure you're also all the links, all the websites, you know them by now. Badge in the shadows. Uh, my song story time. Taking over the charts. You know what's going on. Pay attention, folks. Uh, like I said, another podcast tomorrow. And then we'll have all the picks up for Thursday. Come back catch you with some MMA this weekend. And things are looking up. Things are going really well right now. I hope they are for you, too. And if anybody was wondering, the fight that got canceled at UFC because it was 13 predictions. And you're like, well, there's only 12 fights. And you go to the website, you're only going to see the 12 because Tapology will remove the one that's inactive. Well, the Chase Sherman fight got canceled right when thing got going. So what can you do, you know? Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night and God bless.